Hey guys, Hunter here. Wanted to ask you a quick favor. We're really trying to grow the podcast and podcasts typically grow by word of mouth. So if you enjoy this episode, please share it to your story on social media or make a post about it anywhere that that you uh, consume content. Put the word out. We really want to get the word of health and fitness out to as many people as possible. We really appreciate it. And now let's get to the show. with the coyote fitness podcast hunter here with caleb and tyler once again and today it is a very rainy day today outside trying to avoid the floods trying to avoid the leaks but we're still going to come to you because that's what we do but uh what are we talking about today guys I, I don't even remember what are we talking about man i think we've decided we want to talk a little bit about how to uh set some long-term goals long-term is that what you want to talk about we have a lot of we have a lot of folks that talk about you know, short-term goals. We do a lot of short-term goal setting and it can be really easy to do that. But at the end of the day, for us, when we're planning the gym and we're thinking about our our careers, we're thinking about our goals as, a, as an organization, we talk about what we can do to set ourselves up for the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the road. And the reality is I think a lot of our members are also thinking about those things at work. And so we want to kind of have that conversation with regards to our physical health um, in the gym, with nutrition, um, and even just with our mindset. So I think long-term goals are something that maybe we don't think about enough, but can really help set the trajectory for our short-term goals. So let's define long-term goals. So you kind of touched on five, 10, 20 years, but if, when we're talking to health and fitness specifically or inside the gym, what would you guys consider to be a long-term goal? Length of time-wise. I would think probably if we're talking specifically to our health and our fitness, then I would think somewhere in the five to 10 year category is considered a, a long-term goal. Um, that does not mean, however, we can't set goals shorter on that path that may themselves feel like long-term goals. But I think if we can have an overarching goal that may be a five or 10 year type goal, um, we can set a lot of multiple goals up to that point that may feel in their own way sort of a longer type goal. The reality is the the younger you are, the shorter a long-term goal by definition is. Um, I know that concept just blew my mind thinking about when someone kind of explained that, you know, if you're 20 years old, a five-year goal is 25% of your entire life. Whereas if you're 50 years old, a five-year goal is only 10% of your life. And so um, I think as uh, for our members, we have a, a lot of different ages and um, varieties of uh, approaches to health and fitness that come through our doors. And so for us, 
even having that conversation, I think it is kind of unique to each individual as well, because for some of our members, they may be realistically looking at like, you know, they're 70 years old. They may not be thinking about their, their 10, 15 year goal. They may be thinking about five years is, uh, but that also is a lot smaller time to them than to a, a college student that comes in the door. I think you can define a long-term goal, even if you don't want to put a year to it, but you can define a long-term goal as uh, a, a larger goal that you have something to lead up to. And so it can be the big picture. It can be the overarching idea. And then you can set goals leading up to that. That doesn't make any of the goals leading up to it any less important. But the long-term goal, I think, is what you can call your overarching mission or goal or idea. So would you say when you're thinking about long-term goals, you're really thinking about what kind of health and fitness level I want to be at for a significant portion of my life? Is that kind of where you're going with it? I think it I think it definitely means like I like the idea of having the overarching theme. What do I want like, long-term goal is what do I want the theme of my life to be like? And so especially when it comes to health and fitness, it's good to have as tangible markers as we can. And so the idea of a theme for some people may be a specific uh, feeling that they have. Maybe they want to, and for a lot of people, I would encourage that more so than a body fat percentage or a, oh, yeah. a pounds of muscle. You know, those things, those are not things that we want to be concerned about over 20 years because um, they're going to go up and down. They're going to fluctuate and you can be on path to your theme of how you want to experience life from a health standpoint. Um, even if those markers have peaks and valleys, um, but relative to your overarching theme, they can be healthy even if you lose muscle. You can lose muscle and be in a healthy place. Um, you can gain muscle and be in a healthy place. There's a lot of different um, ways to, I think, go around that, but I love the idea of making it a theme. So you think, I think when, when we're talking about long-term, I think I'm immediately drawn to the idea of your identity in, as a, in a health and uh, fitness aspect of your life and starting to identify as the type of person who would be fit and be healthy and take care of their health and fitness and all that type of stuff. Would you agree with that? That's kind of, kind of what you're, what you're, what you're striking up against. Yeah, definitely. I think it, it can definitely be an identity, um, and how your identity can shift and change. Um, and for some people, uh, that looks, uh, like something where, uh, you write it down and you tuck it away and you maybe even sometimes forget about it for a little bit because you have some of these goals leading up to that point. But um, like for other people, sometimes it's it's a, a goal or a word. Um, sometimes it's a theme. Um, and so sometimes if we can take um, that exact phrase that I'm the type of person who is dot, 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 fill in the blank, then what that does is that gives us this this big thing, this this big who am I, this big what am I doing, this how can I get there, um, and it allows us to sort of divide and conquer through other goals leading up to that. So I love that idea of, of, of how does your identity, you know, change and shift and how can you create that identity through a long-term goal? What's amazing about that is you, the word that we were even talking about with this idea was resiliency and a synonym for resiliency is elasticity. And so we're talking about long-term overarching themes that define our approach to health 
even as they change over the course of five years or 20 years. And ultimately, I think what we're going to talk specifically about, and I'd love to get your you guys' thoughts on what maybe is very specific for what defines someone who, um, who can set a successful long-term goal. But ultimately, we want people to be able to be elastic through the years. We want, even though to, we want to acknowledge that five years from now, things look different than seven years and eight and a half years and 13 years. But ultimately, we want to set ourselves up to be able to set these long-term goals that allow us to stay on the same trajectory, to stay on the same path, and to maintain the overarching theme, even if the details look a little different. Man, that's it right there. It's it's uh it's resiliency. Um, and you know when we sit here and you know we we talk about these big uh, kind of esoteric large idea words, you know like resiliency and attrition and elasticity. What was the word from uh, last week? You said the say. Uh, oh, there's a there's a great word you. You have to listen back to last week's episode. <laughs> yeah, see if you a can, plug uh, there. Get your thesaurus out. There was another listening. one. Tyler's just. Yeah, we're going deep. Today. That was great. Um, you know when you look at exactly like you said, Caleb, you know, one of the definitions for resiliency is, um, the ability to recover or adjust easily to adversity or change. Um, and sometimes, uh, you know, ways to become more resilient and ways to, you know, allow your long-term goals to create that is, um, like accepting some of the things that maybe we can't change and treat them like they're our own idea. Um, you know, we're going to go through seasons in life. We're going to go through, uh, you know, the falls coming up. We know football seasons among us. That doesn't change your long-term goal. It maybe just sometimes changes the short-term trajectory of where you're heading in that direction. So when we're when we're talking about long-term goals specifically, let's com- let's compare that to what a short-term goal might look like and how when is a appropriate time to talk about a short-term goal um, because those are very beneficial as well. So. Um, if we're if we're kind of saying that you know long term goal is more along the lines of how am I what type of person do I want to be um, for the rest of my life do I want to identify as a healthy and fit type person even though I know depending on different times of year you know different priorities are going to change um, and you know my time and that I can spend at the gym or uh, track my food might change but ultimately I want to be define myself as a type of person who is a fit and healthy person well. At what point would you say, well, let's set some short-term goals that are going to fit inside that long-term overarching uh, theme of my of my life? I, I mean, I think you start with you need to identify your purpose. And if you identify your purpose and your, for lack of a better term, I think passions or your mission, whatever you want to use as that, that um, ultimate, ultimate theme of your life, you sit down and it's like, what do I want to who do I want to be in the world and how do other people want to experience me? How do I want to experience the world? However you want to define that. If you know that, that can help you triage the importance of a short-term goal versus a long-term goal. And so if someone is very consistent in that they know their values and they know what their ultimate goal is for their life on earth, that's going to allow them to determine if something needs to be a short-term goal. And if something needs to be a short-term goal, it probably doesn't need to be focused on balance. You don't need to give yourself as much leeway because in order for you to get to 
what's going to allow you to be that person you want to be, you're going to have to set your mind to something. You're going to have to get after it for lack of a better term. So that would be a short term goal, something that very specifically and um, for a short amount of time is going to be not a balanced life, but a focused life where you're giving a lot of energy towards one pursuit that you think is going to help you with your mission. A long-term goal is something that does understand that there's got to be some leeway because it's not urgent. So for instance, let's just use a health example. If you are starting to experience signs of, um, of heart disease or high blood pressure is a really easy one that a lot of people experience. And it is a wake up call for people that there might be some really significant consequences to my health. If I don't, if I don't take this, that's not the time to say, well, I've got to give myself some balance. You know, I need to spend some time. I need to enjoy the birthdays and that sort of thing. For a time, we may need to address that and put 80% of your effort into addressing that problem because there is no family long term if you're not there. And as sobering as that thought is, the reality exists that chronic disease does rob us, rob us of um a valuable life and literally our life quantity. And so for a lot of people, I think something like that would be a great short-term goal or, Hey, I want to look a certain way by this time or for this purpose, that could be a short-term goal that doesn't need balance. Whereas if you have a long-term goal of defining your theme as I want to lead by example, I want my kids to see this example over time. Well, there's, there's going to be some peaks and valleys in that. There is going to be some give and take. So I think that the short-term almost, starts with a value and mission and then you triage the things that are gonna in the short term help you get to in line with your vision very quickly so you're saying looking kind of at your life as a whole and where you're at in that specific moment and adjusting accordingly or realizing wow i really need to buckle down on this specific area for a for a period of time um to get you know things in check before in order for me to continue to live you know, long-term inside of my mission. It's the elasticity idea. Eventually elasticity does not mean unlimited stretch. So if you're stretching the rubber band and you want to be on theme, eventually you're going to get to a point where something is going to snap. That's typically a time where people need to focus in and say, Hey, balance is not important. I've got to, I've got to, we've got to uh, loosen this here. And so I think for a lot of people, it can be as simple as triaging those, those things in your life that are the furthest off course of who you want to be and what you want your theme of your life to be. And when you can do that, it's going to allow you to really set the most important things as the most important for now, because as we know, you just can't do everything you want to do all the time. So I think that that idea um, of finding the things that are the furthest off course or that you want to address the quickest, um, that's what is typically the first step to being on theme for the long-term goal. As you guys are talking about that, I'm just kind of contemplating my own life and health and fitness journey. And, you know, health and fitness has always been uh, a priority to me since I was a little kid because I love sports. And so I grew up playing sports and I wanted to be at the best I possibly could at that. And so it wasn't a conscious decision, but subconsciously, you know, making that the theme of my life for extended period of time was what can I do that's going to maximize my performance in this sport. And then it became, you know, going on to college and, and playing professionally baseball. What can I do to maximize this? And then after that it was competing in CrossFit and what can I do to maximize my fitness so I can try to compete at the CrossFit games. 
and that that went on for a really long period of time and through that time i identified myself as a healthy and fit fit type person and i opened up a, a gym because of it and um but then i got to the point where i no longer wanted to compete at the crossfit games but i was still kind of going through the same type of day-to-day of somebody that would i was still training multiple hours a day and that's where kind of i guess you would say the the band snapped a little bit and i need to pull back and realize that this is not my priority anymore it's still a, a huge part of my life but two hours of training a day is not getting me closer to my what my current goals are and now i have to to adjust and change my goal back into i'm doing this for um health and fitness and for longevity and I'm trying to focus on the business. And then it kind of swung back into the opposite direction to where I kind of let it slack off a little too much and work because I was so focused on work and traveling a lot. And I'm just trying to do what I could, you know, get a workout in when I can, when I could. And then after a period of that, it became to where I could have a good daily habit of figuring out what works best for me in this period of life where I can get my workout in. I feel good. I feel healthy. I'm not at the lowest body fat percent I've ever been in my life, but that's not my goal. I'm not the fittest I've ever been in my life, but that's not my goal. But it's still the theme of my life is still health and fitness. It's just a different stage um, of that journey. And who knows, maybe 10 years down the road, I decide I want to compete again or I want to compete in an Ironman or probably not. But, <laughs> you know, and so then what I can a terrible I can, example. <laughs> I can adjust. I can adjust accordingly, but it's still no matter what period of my life you can always point to, you know, any year of my life and, and see that it was still a large part of my life, whether it was a, the only thing I was pursuing at that moment or something that I was doing to support everything else in my life. Man, that's it. Uh, and it sounds like, you know, for someone listening in, it's like, man, I haven't really even thought about all of my past steps that I've taken up to this point. You know, it sounds like you've had kind of some time to sit back and contemplate some of the decisions that you've made up to this point leading to where you're at. And so for someone listening to this, who's like, man, I, I haven't done that part yet. And I haven't even thought about what the last 10 years have looked like to get to me to where I am now. Um, that's a really good place to start. It's just like, say, Hey, what is, what have I done up to this point to get me to where I am? And does this actually line up and the things that I'm doing now, do these things actually line up with where I want to be in the next five to 10 years? Um, and so when it comes to setting you know, it's, I think it's really easy to set a lot of goals at once that maybe feel like Caleb, kind of like you were saying, like you, you can't really do everything all at once all the time. So we need to learn kind of how to divide and conquer a little bit. We need to learn how to spread that rubber band out so we can stretch a little more over time. Um, and a way to think about that is, you know, and Hunter, you've given me a lot of guidance in this through, you know, balancing my work and my fitness and coaching um, and growth is, you know, through the idea of attrition and through the idea of continually pushing towards this one main thing uh, and maybe adding a little bit more as you go to the point where maybe you do feel like it's a little bit too much. Then you need to know when to back off. Then you need to know when to add more. And so for someone thinking about this as to like, you know, where do I go? What do I need to do? I don't even know what my long-term goal is. Maybe think about some of the short-term seasons of life that you've lived and short-term roles that you've played up to this point. Think about which ones that you identified positively with and which ones you may have identified negatively with. The ones that you identified negatively with and positively with, sit there and write down or ask yourself, why did I agree with you know, doing this role or having this career or doing this job and why did I disagree with it? Um, and so through 
setting short-term goals and I like to set my short-term goals and help others set their short-term goals in a way that is going to inch towards the long-term goal you know if your goal is to be a, a healthier individual and your say your goal is to be you know a very healthy mom and you want your kids to appreciate health and fitness the same way that you do you know it may not be in your best interest to try to go to the CrossFit games you know it may be in your best interest to set your goals in accordance to where you're living a lifestyle and you are the type of person who is increasing the health and fitness over time. That doesn't mean we can't set performance goals leading up to it. So I like to think about setting short-term goals in a way that allows us to gain a little bit more each time we set a new goal. So uh, say in the gym, for an example, um, say the goal is, you know, hey, I want to, uh, for a good short-term goal, I hear this a lot, it's like, I want to be able to do a bar muscle-up. I think that is probably one of the most common ones that I hear is, you know, man, if I could do a bar muscle up, I would feel like I've really accomplished a lot. And that is a really cool short-term gymnastics skill-based goal that you can sit down for a few weeks, months at a time and drill a lot and make a lot of progress on. But if that goal doesn't align with your overall theme of, hey, I want to be an overall healthy person, then maybe you need to kind of adjust the time frame into which, you know, way you want to take that. Dude, I love that. Like, you've got to know what is not your goal. And that can really help you set the other goals that you have that help you um, continue on the journey that you're on and towards the path that's your long-term overarching theme of your life. I think about bar muscle up, for example, and a lot of times the goals that we set, you know, achieving the goal is not the biggest benefit that you're going to get out of that specific goal. It's the type of person that you became to, to achieve that goal. So for a bar muscle up example, if somebody wants to get a bar muscle up, that's great. You know, they're going to have to look at, well, maybe I need to lose 10, 15 pounds to get a little bit lighter. I need to get my upper body stronger. So that means I need to put on muscle. So what am I going to have to do? I'm going to need to eat more protein and watch my diet. And then when they become the person that can can do the bar muscle up, they're a little bit fitter because of what they had to do to get to that point. You know, I think about um, that with the instance of getting better at snatch because snatch is such a technical movement. There's so many aspects of it that that you you got to have good flexibility good technique good strength you know timing um explosiveness all that type of stuff it trains so many different things and so when you are able to hit a pr on your snatch you know it's because you improved in a lot of different areas and it's not really the weight on the the bar that is the big deal it is the improvements in all these different areas that you made which made you better overall to be able to do that snatch if that makes sense so using those short-term goals as a way to get to, get you where you want to be. And I like to, to think about, you know, as you were talking to I was thinking about, you know, how a, 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 somebody could apply this to their specific life. And you can look at the overarching theme. I want to be a fit and healthy person who is going to, you know, be able to go on vacations when I'm 85 years old and not be in a nursing home or play with my great grandkids or whatever, whatever it is that, that you think about. And then you got to look at your situation currently. Well, where in what area of my life needs to be addressed first? Say this person is 350 pounds, you know, more first and foremost, they need to, to lose weight. And that would be, you know, the first thing they need to do or somebody else. Maybe they have um, very little muscle mass on their body. And it's like we need to add some muscle on 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 your on yourself to be able to get you that 
to, to that point. And so it's once you determine the long-term goal for yourself and where you want to be, then it's what is the most immediate thing that I need to focus on to get me to that goal. And you can apply that to any area um, that you want to improve on. And that's where you, the short-term goals come into play because in, in the if the person needs to lose weight instance, it's like, let's set a really aggressive short-term goal so we can get that weight off as quick as possible because that's going to move the needle the most in us uh, trying to achieve this long-term pursuit of where we want to be. I love that we went with nutrition because for most people, nutrition is the one goal that will translate into so many different areas of your life. So when we talk about long-term goals, you have this, say you have this really deep and intimate connection to your purpose in life and your mission, whatever it is that you are like most passionate about, whether it's helping other people um, or it's your job or it's tied to your family, um, your legacy, all those different things that a lot of people who do spend time thinking about the future spend time thinking about when you approach nutrition and the reason why i think we're really passionate about working with clients on their nutrition is because it's not about 10 pounds 10 pounds though what it does to your body what it does to your mind what it does to the discipline and some of the steps that you take to um, to not have and not be controlled by food those steps are what leads you like what hunter was saying that leads you to become the person that is in line with your mission and that is in line with your purpose and so that is why we talk about nutrition that's why we put in body scans on instagram and we celebrate when people lose body fat it's not because that is their only goal it's because that goal helps them to become this overarching theme of a person that is most in line with their mission and helps them become most effective at whatever it is that they do when they leave the doors, when they go through the doors. Yeah, I mean, you know, another thing too, and that's awesome, like we can use that as coaches. I love to use, uh, you know, some of my clients when we share these victories, when we see these, you know, short-term accomplishments that people say, hey, I really buckled down and I accomplished this goal. I went, I, you know, went down, you know, 6% body fat and I'm, you know, really, really proud of that. Um, I see that motivate other people around them in their circle so much that, you know, I have people approach me that will, you know, name drop a client that I have that says, hey, this person, you know, accomplished this. How did they do it? Like, you know, I see what they've done in this short-term goal. They may not even consider the person's long-term goal, you know, but they say, hey, I see what they accomplished in this short-term goal. You know, I would like to be able to do that myself. And I think whenever you have a circle of people, around you that are driven and motivated uh, by you know short and long-term goals then it's going to increase your ability to set these same kind of goals and so you know a couple of things that you can think about from uh you know uh, maybe a few tools that you could use that are outside of you know just a uh you know sitting down and using the in body which is an awesome tool um another tool you can use is even from a mindset side of things is something like the enneagram test where you can find out what your personality type is if you know what makes you tick a little bit and you know what maybe pushes you and challenges you a little bit it's going to be a lot easier to say okay what are some of the short-term goals that i can set based on my personality type that may help me grow over the long term. So if we just sit down and say, you know, if we just have a shot in the dark, we're almost always going to miss. Um, but if we can sit down with some very specific type tools to say, hey, this is how we want to go about setting these goals, then we're going to be much more likely to continue on the long path 
of creating growth over time. And that's what it's all about. There's a lot of people whose short-term goal is not just focused on them, but it's focused on other people. And that's where the Enneagram's great. That's where nutrition is great and your fitness is great is because a lot of people, when we sit down and actually talk about the, the deepest goals they have, their deepest, truest why, it has to do with their influence in the world and how they interact with other people that mean the most to them and who they can and who they who maybe are dependent on them. And so for us, this is great because whenever you do set those long term goals that have to do with other people and aren't just self selfish, but they're selfless goals. Sometimes that looks like a short term goal that appears to other people as something that would be selfish. Right. And so that's where a lot of those conversations when we have for people is we want to see people's life change. The bar muscle up that creates the, the habits that go to nutrition, that translate to the family, that translate to how you talk about food and how you support and encourage other people on their journey. All of a sudden, the short term goals help with the long term goal and help you to be most consistent with that long term mission. I'll tell you um, the reason that I fell in love with fitness and training really in college was because I love the aspect of looking at how I could be a better baseball player and what I needed to do to get better. And so I looked at it, you know, I was an outfielder. So I was like, well, I need to get my arm strong. I need to get faster. I need to get stronger so I can hit the bar far farther. I need to work on my technique and um, all that type of stuff. And so then um, everything I did in the gym was trying to help me get better at that. And I, you know, running drills and throwing drills and all that type of stuff. And what I'm starting to realize and just after hearing other entrepreneurs talk about it is that's what I love about business so much is because in order to grow a business, you have to develop and get better as a person and as an entrepreneur. And so then I'm looking at, well, what areas do I need to improve on so I can help the business grow? And like you were talking about, Caleb, that translates directly over into my impact that I have with our coaches and being able to teach them the things that I've learned, you know, my health and fitness journey translated straight into my family because once I started doing it, I just kept, kept talking about it all the time and they were seeing how much I loved it and how much progress I was making and got them to do it. And then, you know, now they have, they're all still doing it and they have friends that do it. And, you know, it just, it makes it so much fun because once you improve and grow in a certain area it allows you to be able to speak into other people and teach them the the things that you've learned and then it just is a like a snowball effect and so that's the thing that i love the most about is finding what area do i need to learn about or improve on so that i can implement into the business and then be able to teach other people how to do it so they don't have to you know take the 10 steps it took me to get there they can just take one step to get to the to the point that it took me so long to learn about so I think about that and with the long-term goal specifically is anything that you do that is going to help you get closer to that goal is going to spill over into the other areas of your life and you're going to have an impact on other people because of of what you've done to get there yeah um and i think you know if we get a little bit caught up sometimes maybe in the where we're at and not more so focused on the where we're going then we're never really going to feel truly satisfied with the type of person we are becoming. Um, and so something I, I really love is the idea uh, of separating progress from the pro the progress from the process. Um, so if we have a process in place, Coyote Fitness, we have a process in place to help people get in the best shape 
of their lives. If you as an individual have a process set up, then you know, you're know you going to be more likely to be more satisfied with the progress that you make as you continue to go. Man, that... uh. I think if people if people are interested in this, I think there's a lot of people around you in the gym who probably have gone down this journey. And so if this feels overwhelming, like some of this stuff is deep, some of the stuff feels like very, um, I don't know what the term esoteric. would be. Esoteric. Yeah. I think that... I told you to get your thesaurus ready. <laughs> Big words. I'm learning things <laughs> Big words today, Caleb. Yeah. Yeah. You can tell Caleb doesn't know what that I'm word is. I'm out of my <laughs> He's like, yeah, that here. sounds right. <laughs> Seem, sounds legit. Georgia Southern. Um, <laughs> no, we, we. It's a lot of it's deeper stuff, but there's probably people around you who've done this and who've gone through this journey and maybe could help. So just ask people, what are your goals? What are your long-term goals? That's a great question to ask someone in the gym. You may have a great conversation like we just had where you learned something from someone else and can help do that. And we as coaches would love to help you set long-term goals. It has nothing to do with the specifics right away, but until you know what is your theme, what do you want to do in the long run, it can really help you identify what is a good short-term goal that's going to help me on the on that road um, and that's going to help build to what I want to be and who I want to become. That was very good conversation, guys. That was that was good. I, that We got a lot out of that, I thought, and went, went a lot deeper than I expected. So good job to both of you. Let's well, go. Let's move on to uh, outside the box. Boom. It's we're, raining outside the box is, currently. Um, we're trying not to get It's raining away. inside the box, actually. Just a little we bit. We have two spots. Uh, so anyways, we are... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's that. Yeah. I, thought, I thought that was funny. Yeah. Um, so what do you guys got going on this week, this weekend? So I started... Uh, I, I did. I talked about my venture into bow hunting. Um, it was a new thing. I'm loaded up. Tyler, Tyler and I shot in the gym no one was here no one was harmed maybe a box was harmed but i started learning to shoot a bow and it's been a really fun process i know a lot of people in the gym have done that for years maybe their whole life and so getting to talk with different people and hear stories about bow hunting and just all that it becomes i like it because now all of a sudden it's a skill that will lead to another skill of becoming better as a hunter and learning to uh, you've got to control. There's a lot more things that there's a lot more factors to think about. And I love that because now I'm, I get to analyze details of 10 different things. Whereas when you go and grab your phone and, you know, sit in a box stand uh, with a cup of coffee or whatever, it's a little different ball game when you start to do that. So it's opened up this whole, this whole new um, experience, I think for me for this year. So I've had a blast. Tyler taught me a lot. And so uh, it's fun. I love the process of learning something new we talked about it with swimming it's been fun so uh so i'm on it so bow hunting is uh it's happening look at caleb getting outside of the box tyler you got anything going on or no man uh always something hunter someone's got to be in the box that's right well (laughs) caleb said if i'm gonna do all this bow hunt tyler's gonna be coaching more classes (laughs) oh caleb's out sneaking around in the woods um you know the fall is an awesome time for me to uh, kind of reconnect with some friends from undergrad and my time at Southern Miss. And so this fall, I have it on my mind to maybe attend a few uh, Southern Miss home football games when the opportunity presents itself. Um, maybe do a little bit of duck hunting with some friends that, um, you know, are you know, maybe a little bit if I can. Um you know, I've got a lot of friends that, that do a lot of duck and dove hunting around. And so um, that's kind of the time that I get to spend with, you know, friends from way back. And so I'm looking forward to the fall, uh, just having a little cooler weather, uh, maybe being able to hunt a little bit and, uh, 
you know, as of right now, um, you know, really uh, wanting to hone in on, um, you know, increasing my skills as a coach as well. So that's, you know, trying to balance those two things. When Tyler says he's doing a little bit of a little bit of duck hunting, we switched the classes last year, the 530 a.m. to five o'clock and the members in that class thought that Tyler had abandoned them because we switched classes so often so he could be out in the woods. The man loves to do it. So I think it's fun. I get to coach in the morning. I get to see new faces, and we get to uh, switch up the schedule a little bit, which is fun for us. We're very routine-driven. So, uh, so yeah, I'm excited for you And Caleb likes to, be to party, excited. party early in the morning. Don't, don't let him fool you. <laughs> um, he likes his triple shot of espresso on his way to the gym at triple four, shot. 40, 4.40 in the morning when the opportunity presents itself. So, Hunter, what are you doing? Yeah, Hunter, what about you? Uh, I uh, So I signed up for the St. Jude Marathon this it's week. It's happening. It's definitely happening. Let's go. Yeah, been training. I'm not going to waste all that training for nothing. So uh signed up for it. I created a Coyote Fitness team fundraiser. So... I'll probably share that pretty soon if anybody wants to contribute and donate to St. Jude. It's a great cause. And uh, we got some other Coyote members who are signed up, ready to do it. Some are doing the full marathon. Some are doing the half. So still time to train and participate if you would like to. It's the first weekend of December in Memphis. And so uh, looking forward to uh, running my first and last marathon and getting the the training behind me for forever. So uh it's going to be great. Take um, pictures. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> that's all there's going to be. There's definitely going to be some walking. There's no doubt about that, but but we're going to get it done. So looking forward to that. Nice. Are y'all committed to this? Are y'all doing this together? Like start and finish together? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Claire team, and I are going to stay together effort. for sure. Claire set the pace. She will. She'll probably leave me in the dust. She gets in the race mode and just, just takes off running. She's still mad about last year. We ran this Turkey trot 8k on Thanksgiving morning and we ran together the whole time. But for whatever reason, my chip, show that i beat her <laughs> she she, she, she still claims that i like stuck my leg out of, ahead of her sped up at the last second That's to awesome. to pass her and i was like uh, i mean i really wasn't trying to beat you but somebody's got to win yeah <laughs> but, so anyways um okay well uh recommends before we wrap this up i got one uh we watched the netflix documentary on uh manti, manti teo and it was it was really sad um, if you, I don't know if you guys remember all that Manti Teo stuff with, he got catfished and, uh, this was kind of before catfishing was really well known. So he didn't even know what was going on. And he was just like a super nice guy, um, really upstanding guy, just innocent and just, just kind of got blindsided by this and it just got blown way out of proportion by the media. And he, it really kind of, I feel like it ruined his career. I think it just really messed with his, you know, confidence playing on the football field. And it's just sad to see the cruelty somebody else could uh, inform, you know, put on somebody for such an extended period of time. And just the whole story is just absolutely crazy. And they have the, the guy who was catfishing him the whole time, who is now a a female. And, um, it's just, it's a bizarre, it's just bizarre. And, um, but it's a great documentary. It's two part documentary on Netflix. So I'd recommend that. Um, on another note, uh, you know, the book that we're reading this quarter is The Dichotomy of Leadership um, by Jocko and Leif. Um, and so I really enjoy learning about the Navy SEALs. I love uh, learning about leadership in its own. Um, so if you're someone who's into um, leadership and uh, learning about how some of the greatest, you know, minds of the Navy have operated, um, then all of Jocko's books and his material are great 
Um, so it starts with extreme ownership, some cool principles you can apply, and then it transfers over into the dichotomy of leadership. And so really big into that. Um, I would encourage anyone who is in a management or leadership role to look into those two books uh, back to back. They're great. I really haven't, I really haven't done anything of note that I would recommend in the last week. <laughs> to be honest with you, uh, we I started a new book, um, Fire and Blood. Um, George R. R. Martin, Game of Thrones, author of the books, but. Um, Hunter does a lot more reading than all the rest of us and so he kind of just feels things out for us and then we take suggestions off of what he said and so um, as we're getting back into the show it was something that we jumped on the train really late and so a lot of this I'm kind of going back to the books and doing that whole thing and so I started that book this last week and it's a great nighttime reading thing because it's a history book but it's not real history it's not things that you're actually thinking about in life it doesn't um, intrigue me enough to stimulate my mind to where I can't sleep. It's also just like, it helps me get out of my head at night. And so, uh, that's been like a fun process, even though it's not a novel, it's not written quite as much like some of the other books. Um, so if you're, if you're into house of the dragon and getting into the game of Thrones thing again, that book, uh, has been, has been a good, like nighttime read for me. So a uh, big fan. There you have it. A good nighttime, a couple good reads. Look at you two guys coming up with two books. I'm proud of you. All right, well, that's it for uh, this week. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next week. Silky smooth sounds.